Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly raved that this movie has a high sporting verbal zing. BBC's George Perry said that it has plenty of pithy things to say on the eternal sex war. And CNN critic Paul Clinton advised, set your standards on neutral and enjoy it for exactly what it is. Mindless entertainment that will make you laugh, but won't linger in your mind much farther than the theater's parking lot. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we determine the fate of what women want. Which one will it be? It's the Ruined Childhoods Podcast. Greetings, Starfighters. Dan here, along with John. Hello, it is me. My Starfighting counterpart. How yeah. goes it? Yeah, it goes It goes okay. You know, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus I hope that everybody listening is doing okay and not quarantined. So there's that. And John, I hope that coronavirus is one thing you don't get for your birthday, which as this is uh, streaming, your birthday would have been yesterday. This is true. now it is a few days in the future. So happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Interesting segue. Very interesting segue. <laughs> I meant to. Th- I meant to throw that in. I didn't know you were going to go right to coronavirus. I guess. Well, it's, well it's... I'm just wishing everybody out there good health. That's all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please uh, clean your devices. Whatever it is that you're listening to, Rune Childhoods on. <laughs> clean it. Clean yourself. Yeah. Stay- Wash your hands. It's. It's, it's basically look. Um, so. For those who are new to the podcast, I live in Seattle. Right now, I'm in like ground, I, I am at like ground zero for coronavirus. And in the United States, the consistent, yes, for the United, yeah, I guess Wuhan is ground zero. Uh, but anyway, we are right now, Seattle is in the news. Like people I have not heard from in years are sending messages saying, like, we hope you're all right. What they are telling us to do here in Washington state is basically what you should do anyway wash your hands yeah just wash your hands when you need to not just when they are filthy right wash your hands maybe wash your hands a little more frequently hands and it's it's kind of like maybe do it once or twice more than you would anyway right don't touch your face yeah i mean it's kind of a shame that we weren't doing uh face off this week that oh. uh, features <laughs> outbreak. A, an excessive amount of face touching. <laughs> oh, a whole lot of face touching. A lot wow. of face yeah. touching and face off. And I'm not even talking yes. about them, the doctors removing faces from bodies. No, no. There's not just face in, touching in that movie. There is just, yeah, that movie, it's it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's, they, they we'll, we'll save it for another time. But no, yeah, there, yeah, there were, there were time, a lot of movies that we could do, but, you know. Yeah, this time we went with What Women Want, which... <laughs> Is not Dan, coronavirus. It, right. So let me tell you a little bit about my journey just to be able to watch this movie. So as far as I know, it's only available streaming 
on like the TNT app. And I tried to log into the TNT app using my sister-in-law's credentials for like DirecTV or whatever. Uh, but unfortunately, she doesn't have the package that gets TNT or the TNT app access. So that was a dead end. I had reserved a DVD of What Women Want on uh, my library's website. And I was there were like two people in the hold queue. And on Sunday, we're recording this on Friday. On Sunday, I got the notification that it's in transit to my library. And then uh, like by Wednesday, it still wasn't there. I happened to be walking through my neighborhood in Portland and I saw a, well, first of all, my wife did give me permission to rent the movie on iTunes and I said, I will not pay for this movie. So (laughs) uh, I passed by this very bizarre, like new agey bookstore. I think it's called the New Renaissance Bookstore. Crystals, aromatic things, you name it. books about yoga if you didn't think that there'd be much you could read about yoga i've got news for you the new renaissance bookstore on northwest 23rd in portland oregon has got you covered if you want to read about the rajneeshi cult from oregon instead of just watching the uh the documentary series um wild wild country you should go to this bookstore because they talk they have books about it that are not slanderous anyway they also have a couple of racks of dvds for and they have a rental program and the whole deal is that you get a free seven day rental for a dvd anytime you walk into the store i don't know the specifics of how they manage it but that is a fact it is a thing you can do now dan let me tell you about some of the movies that are on these re- these two small spinning racks. It's essentially like somebody's weird home DVD collection. You can find current titles such as um, things like The Favorite or uh, Green Book, you know, things that have been come that have come out in the past few years. Then you can also find movies like Green Card or die hard or yeah it's like there's no rhyme or reason to what's there but they have and then there's like hello my name is doris like there's no rhyme or reason to what the movies are that are there but they are there and you can rent them for free just by walking through the door so i thought if there's gonna be anywhere that has what women want that i'm not expecting it's going to be this place, but I was wrong, unfortunately. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed. I know, John, I, I know. I really, I was like this. I was like, of course, this has to end up with like them having what women want. Either that, or I thought you were gonna like they had like a book about like how you can, uh, you know, put a spell on someone where they can hear, yeah, right, other people's thoughts. It was, I, yeah, it was that type of thing, and. As we'll talk about with the movie What Men Want, it's the type of place where Sister would have shopped. We'll talk about that later. I was thinking, 
Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about uh, that. Nope, I just had to wait another day until the DVD came in at the library. But I even like had, I went up to the counter at the library on Wednesday and I was like, hey, so I have something on hold that says it's in transit and I just wanted to see if there's any way of finding out when it's estimated that it'll be here. It's been that way since Sunday. So he like looks up my account and I was so embarrassed about what it was that I was just like, it's, uh, you know, I just need it for this thing that I'm working on. And, you know, I was just like, it's research, it's research. It's, it's I, you know, it's research for something. I do a podcast. And like, bless this gentleman librarian who was looking it up for keeping such a straight face because I can't imagine many people are renting or borrowing what women want for research purposes uh, from their local library. But here we are. I, got, got it done. I could, you know, John, I could, just to play devil's advocate as I like to do in thinking about it, in a in a city such as Portland, I would not be surprised to have a, you know, a college student writing a paper on, you know, gender-related films, misogyny in cinema, things like that. And, you know, like doing some research and watching what women want. Well, you know, Dan, when I was Perhaps. in college, I wrote a paper on a movie that I would love to talk about on this podcast sometime called Made in America. Oh, yes. You've mentioned <laughs> that before. I mean, yeah, it's in our future. I, uh, I, it was some sort of, I can't remember if it was a film class, a, a, a race class or both. And interestingly, this segues into the story of how I came about watching What Women Want okay. this past week, which you is went to about your DVD the, rack and popped it in. I, yeah, or my binder of all the DVDs. Right. But What Women Want is belonged to Alicia, my wife, before we even started dating. She owned a copy of that movie. Uh huh. So. And in fact, I don't remember if I ever saw it before watching it with her at some point. I think that I have seen it before. I remember a lot about it, but I don't remember if it was just because of, you know, clips or, you know, commercials on TV. You know, there's definitely the, I, I want to say it's iconic, but it might just be that it just stuck into my mind. But like where he's like putting the like the pantyhose on and stuff. and yeah. Well, it was a bit. I that was. I feel like that was all like in the trailer, and that yeah. was. I mean, it was a big movie. It was a you know d December. It was a holiday, a tentpole film. Yeah, if you will. And gotta say, it was good. It's a good yeah, movie. I, I I I can't. I. It's all it's right. Got so I I'll be honest. I did not watch the entire movie because <laughs> okay. I fell asleep a couple of times and. After that, I decided I had seen enough, and <clears throat> I found it really frustrating, and, and I think part of it is I just, I have an implicit bias when it comes to Mel Gibson, and I could overlook it for Mad Max. Mad Max. Because the, Mad, like, the Mel Gibson of Mad Max seems so far removed and it, I think it's why I can watch the first three Lethal Weapons, but not the fourth one. I feel like once he cut his hair. Oh, he became that Mel Gibson. He became that Mel Gibson. It was like, I, I, I feel like after 
Braveheart when he was just like, yeah, fuck it. I won an Oscar. I'm going to. And yeah. he he was just like, screw it. I'm going to, you know, just be racist and sexist. And uh, yeah, I just, I, watching him in this movie, I was just like, I, I feel like we're supposed to f- be sympathetic towards this character. Like we're supposed to be like, oh, he's going to learn his lesson. All right. Well, let me let me quickly synopsize this film for anybody who Please. isn't familiar with what women want. So it came out in 2000, directed by Nancy Myers. And uh, here we go. Nick Marshall has it all. He's a superstar Chicago ad man with a specialty in the TNA department. And having been raised by a showgirl mother in Las Vegas, he thinks he knows everything there is to know about women. After he loses out on a creative director position to Darcy McGuire, a hotshot poached from another firm, he becomes extremely bitter, and seeing how Darcy is a woman, his masculinity is also challenged. After Darcy assigns the top ad execs at the firm to come up with pitches for a box filled with products geared towards women, Nick decides to blow everyone away with an incredible pitch, and while trying out all the products that evening, he slips and falls into a bathtub and is electrocuted due to a rogue hairdryer. The next morning, he's able to read women's thoughts, a power he exploits by stealing his colleagues' ideas and also by getting the hot barista into bed with him. Ooh la la. Over the course of the film, Nick finally starts to listen to the women and learns how to be a better man, father, and colleague. Naturally, he and Darcy fall in love, and despite a few setbacks, he manages to save the day for everyone, including a quiet, suicidal mailroom clerk. Clearly glossing over everything with his daughter, um, but we can get into that. I'll just go over the cast that uh, isn't an, that isn't uh, an anti-Semite, to our knowledge. Helen Hunt yeah. is Darcy. Alan Alda, who's just wonderful, is Nick's boss. Definitely not an anti-Semite. Definitely not an anti-Semite. Marissa Tomei is the barista. Uh, Ashley Johnson is his daughter. She was in Growing Pains. She was the the little girl in Growing Pains. And she was also in a show called Phenom, amongst many other things. But she had kind of She's, had a moment in the early to mid-90s. Uh, she is on a show right now. And I can't think of the name, but I know I think oh, maybe is Blind it, Spot. I think it's Blind Spot. Yeah. But so she's I know, she's been active. She's been doing stuff for a long time. Uh, yeah. Erin, the male. She was the clerk. little sister on Growing Pains. Yeah, the one the curly haired yeah. little girl. So Erin, yeah. uh, the mailroom clerk, is Judy Greer. Very young Judy Greer. Uh mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson is Annie, Nick's um yeah, Nick's assistant. Lauren Holly plays his ex-wife. Delta Burke is Eve, one of the like his office assistants. Uh Arden Mirren is Darcy's assistant. She's been around a lot lately. She's in Shameless. And uh, the psychiatrist is played by Bette Midler, who's amazing. Definitely not an anti-Semite. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's a really, really strong cast. And I think that the rest of the cast made it easier for me to watch this Mel Gibson movie. Because, uh, I mean, and honestly, I thought that he was very good in it. Uh, you can really see the the character development come through in his performance. The concern that he has for Erin becomes, it's like, I don't know, you see a lot in his face that 
I don't know. I I feel like you wouldn't get from. I I'm gonna just mention what men want. It's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that like doesn't show up in what men want. It's it's that kind of moment that doesn't really right. come through. It's yeah, and I think that that's a big credit to Nancy Myers. I think that that kind of goes along with her directing and well, and she did. She's not credited as a writer, but I, from what I she read, did a lot of rewrites. She, yes, and I cringe to think of what it looked like before she did that. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I wonder if the the character of Judy Greer's character would have even been in there. Yeah. I, I felt though, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because right now I have that that lens. What I'm teaching in school right now relates a lot to uh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and women, you know, being respected for, for who they are, you know, just women being respected yeah. equally and treated with, with respect and just looking at the type of behavior, like what we see. And I, yes, I fell asleep before he really changes, you know, he's just starting his his change right yeah so he he goes you can definitely see him going from somebody who is hearing women's thoughts and exploiting them to listening to women's thoughts and yes really letting those um those thoughts that he's hearing inform the decisions that he's making and uh it's a it's a gradual turn that he makes and i don't know it it was kind of nice to watch. I liked it, despite it being Mel Gibson. No, yeah, I mean it was a it was a huge hit. It was yeah, a, it was so, a big it's a big hit. Nancy, I mean, I think it really it's one of those movies that put like Nancy Myers in the in the the two thousands really had this hot streak with something's got it starting with what right. women want. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, she also did what the holiday and the intern to lesser right. degrees. Right. Uh, she got her her first directing role was actually with the Parent Trap a couple years before this. Um, the that remake. Yeah, which which I thought was was pretty good. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan before she went crazy. Uh, and was if Jamie I Lee Curtis correct- in that? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Is that Jamie Lee Curtis? I, ja- I don't oh, no, think wait. I've ever no, seen it. Uh, no, 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 Sorry. I'm I thinking of Freaky like Friday. Dennis Quaid in it? It was Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson. Um. And I rem. All right, so slight small tangent here, but uh, mm-hmm. I went to... When I, when I saw the 1998 revival of Cabaret... It was summer of 1998, and it was the weekend that both The Parent Trap, which co-starred Natasha Richardson, uh-huh. uh, pour, pour one out uh, for Natasha yeah. Richardson, and she was starring in Cabaret oh. at the time. as And she was co-starring with Ron Rifkin, who was in another movie opening that weekend, The Negotiator. Oh, okay. And I remember just thinking like, awkward, but not really. Eh, uh, not really. 
<laughs> no, not not really, but you know, jo- jokingly. Um, so I, yeah, I remember that. I remember, yeah. So I liked, I lo- but I liked that Parent Trap. That was a a young Lindsay Lohan there. Yeah, yeah. But so, and if I remember correctly, though, Nancy Myers also was involved in the pa- the Father of the Bride remake. She well, she did the Father of the Bride remake. I oh, I think oh so. well, yes, like yes, Steve yes. Martin. The, I it, it's hard to think of the 1991 Father of the Bride as a remake because it's so iconic. But like, yeah, it is a remake. So yes. Uh, yeah, both Father of the Bride movies. Um, got her, she wrote Private Benjamin. Um, she did Baby Boom. Right. And then right, the ones right. that she directed. There were a couple other ones in there. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, yeah. I Oh, I forgot she wrote Jumpin' Jack. I want to I wanna see that one again. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't know. All right. So we'll, it's noted. been a while. Add it to the list. Noted. So yep. I... In 2009, there was a rumor that there was a sequel that was being worked on for What Women Want that would, as Wikipedia says, reimagine the concept from the viewpoint of a woman who could hear men's thoughts. And Cameron Diaz was courted as its lead. And then that's what turned into What Men Want, which came out the beginning of last year, which stars Taraji P. Henson. And also, in 2011, there was a Chinese remake uh, that is called Aga by Arecha. I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize. If I, I believe it's butchered. Korean. Is it is it Chinese or is it Korean? According to Wikipedia, it's a Chinese remake. Okay. Okay. So if that's wrong, then that's Wikipedia. A Chinese Hong Kong romantic action comedy. So there you go. Romantic action comedy? Um. This is... Okay, this is... What Women Want is a 2011 Chinese Hong Kong romantic action comedy film remake. Yeah, it was released February 3rd, 2011. Did you say romanction? Romanction? Romantic romantic action comedy. Is this the second genre that that you've coined? uh, Because what was the last one? I I want to (laughs) say remember a recent episode and wish I could recall right now. But I don't remember. Yes. Romanction. Yeah. So what men want came out uh, a, a year ago and mm-hmm. was directed by Adam Shankman. And I want to talk a little bit about Adam Shankman. Was for the majority of his career a choreographer and has worked on such films as Weekend at Bernie's 2. So the Bernie dance, that's Adam Shankman. Adam's yes. Family Values, Boogie Nights, a Life Less Ordinary, there's a whole bunch that he was a choreographer on. Scream 2, I think, was one of them. His uh, directing career is a little bit more brief and recent. He did Rock of Ages, Hairspray, Bedtime Stories. And news as of two days ago from when we are recording this episode is attached to direct the Disney Plus Hocus Pocus 2 yeah, I saw that, and yeah. uh, he—I think his first his first big one was bringing down the house. I mean, he directed that. He directed, yeah, he directed Hairspray. He directed Hairspray. Yeah, I said that. I mean, not obviously not the original, the the yeah. musical remake. He directed, yeah, he directed Hairspray. Uh, cheaper by the dozen, two cheaper, but uh, I guess did he do cheaper? The cheaper by the dozen with Steve Martin. He did the the second one. He did the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. Yeah, Bringing Down the House in 2003, which I remember that was a big one. Uh, Walk to Remember, 
with Mandy Moore and mm-hmm. Shane West, another right. movie in the Alicia collection. Okay. Uh, the Wedding Planner, 2001, uh, Matthew McConaughey and J-Lo in that. And then before that, there's a movie called Cosmo's Tale, but I'm not... Yeah, so he's been around for a pretty long time. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, I'm just going to launch into a synopsis of this one, if you don't mind. So, female hotshot sports agent Ali Davis is on top of the world. She has a fun group of gal pals, a delightfully gay assistant, and she's the rock star at her job, expecting to be awarded with a promotion to partner of her Atlanta-based sports agency. She is distraught after learning that the partnership goes to a white male colleague. She becomes irritated, especially after her boss said that she needs to find a better way to connect with men. Ultimately, she's given the task of signing an up-and-coming basketball phenom, phenom, just like Ashley Johnson, Jamal Berry, and winning over his father and manager, Joe Dalla. At a bachelorette party for one of her BFFs, she confronts the hired psychic to help her with work troubles, sister, and after drinking the psychic's mysterious hallucinogenic tea and then falling and hitting her head later at a club, she wakes up to discover she can read men's minds. She uses this ability to get ahead at work and also to help with her blossoming relationship with the hot single dad bartender, Will, and things get out of hand until she learns to listen to the men and do good rather than just being selfish. So, as, as we mentioned, Taraji P. Henson is Ali, who was in Hustle and Flow, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which was not directed by Robert Zemeckis. Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, two movies that are about people reading Steve Harvey's book. And, of course, she recently was in Hidden Figures. Yeah. So, and she's Taraji on Empire. She's Cookie. She's all over the place. I, I mean, her list of credits is insane. Oh, yeah. And she's so good. I yeah. loved watching her in this movie. And, as you know, it didn't get the best reviews, but I think the reviews kind of unanimously agreed that she really, like, made that movie. Well, I me, liked it. Let me let me blast through a few more of the, the cast oh. members. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, so Aldous Hodge is... Uh, he plays Will. Aldous Hodge was in Die Hard with a Vengeance, A Good Day to Die Hard, Hidden Figures, The Invisible Man, which uh, just came out, and one of his TV roles, Ray Voodoo Tatum on Friday Night Lights. Oh. When I saw wow. Ray Voodoo Tatum, I was like, whoa, I hadn't thought about wow. that name in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I had a nice little arc on Friday Night Lights. Texas Forever. Uh, sister, sister is played by Erica Badu. She's awesome. She's insane. Uh, Richard Roundtree plays Skip, Ali's dad. Tracy Morgan plays Joe Dalla. And Josh Brenner plays Brandon, her assistant. Uh, he's popped up in a lot of things. He was on Marin, Silicon Valley. So, yeah. And uh, his romantic interest in this movie is Pete Davidson. It's the only time I've enjoyed Pete Davidson. He was good in this. I thought it was actually really fun. He was really funny. <laughs> yeah, he was um, good. Yeah, I I have to say, John, I really I think it's just maybe it's just like the like the mindset that I'm in. Uh, but I found what men want to be so much more entertaining because it. I I like I love that it just went balls out. There were a few things. Like, okay, Tracy Morgan plays Joe Dalla, and he, he's basically doing... 
the Tracy, Tra- the Tracy Morgan thing. And I, 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 I was Did I say okay Tracy with Jordan? it. <laughs> Did you say Tracy? Same. Yeah, I mean, same well, thing. But that's the thing is because like on 30 Rock, like I got used to that. And also right. 30 Rock had so many other amazing people in the cast. And that gimmick kind of made sense. Whereas right. it, it, it didn't. It didn't make quite as much sense, but you know, it it's also I, I feel like this eccentric, movie eccentric, I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt that whereas what women want try like has some gravitas. There's yeah. that with the, the, the Judy Greer subplot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe it was the mood I was in, the frame of mind, but what men want really uh I don't know, got me in a way that watching What Women Want, I think I just was not in the mood for the, uh, you know, kind of bittersweet tug at your heartstrings. I liked more of the, you know, go for broke nature of what men want. I mean, God, Erica Badu as sister is so hilarious, but I mean, she's selling weed and she's talking about how she's just like, you know, just getting everyone messed up. Says here you're having problems at work. Yeah, when you heard me talking to my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a man there who does not want you to succeed. Mm. He feels threatened by you. Uh, a man try a dozen. There's also a man who you will have a relationship with. And his name begins with W. Will. Well, how did you know that? How the fuck did you know that? Whoopin'. Were you spying on me at the Highland Tap last night? Ma'am, I don't even know who you are. Plus, I'm 19 years sober. If you don't count the weed and the peyote and the crack. Crack? I liked that. I thought that, yes, the, uh, you know, the character of her assistant, it is a little too much of the... I, I think of Pat and Oswalt's bit where he talks about auditioning to play the gay best friend. Right. And there's a little bit of that, but I think the subplot with the romance with Pete Davidson is fantastic. Yeah. I think that Josh Brenner, who I typically like. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like he was maybe misdirected a little bit and told to go a little too much. And that was kind of my feeling about the entire movie is that I felt like I was watching something where there was a very loose script and the direction was like, just have fun with it. And everybody just kind of turned the (laughs) dial up a lot more than they probably should have. Personally, I thought the movie was bananas in a not great way there's a banana Uh, good bananas and a bad bananas this wasn't a good good bananas for me i thought for me this was good bananas it wasn't great bananas it was good banana it was fine it was fun at least it was bananas i what women want to me was i like yeah i don't know kleenex and aftershave you know i I watched. I like Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt's great, but Helen Hunt was very good. Yeah, I think that my this is another issue that I had with what men want, and 
I understand that not everybody will see it this way, but it's an issue that I had with it. I mentioned this to Laura, my wife, uh, earlier this evening, who watched it with me, and she agreed with me, and she liked the movie, but she agreed with me on this, in that I feel like there was an issue with it being made in 2019 with a male director, and I believe it's male writers, because I feel like it's a lot of, we're not that bad, we're sensitive people, you just don't understand yeah. us. And it had that mentality I, to it. I agree. I Well, I agree that that was a... I'm not saying it's something that they shouldn't have addressed, but I feel like it could have been done in a more effective way. It could have been... Right. In fact, I think that's where... Um, the the assist her, the assist I keep forgetting his name but like that's where Brandon, that character Josh Brenner yeah yeah Josh Brenner I think that's where that character maybe that's that's who should have taken care of that right and honestly I think that I mean like I said I think that if it was a female director and female writers I would feel differently and another thing that I had an issue with is that I it seemed to me like they were trying to address the the notion of how hard it is to be a man in these days and they they mention her boss says that he doesn't isn't firing her first of all he's threatening to fire her saying that he won't fire her because she's a black woman yeah while she is still an exceptionally good agent She's yeah. just not making partner. She's excellent at being an agent. But another thing that he mentions that was a little weird to me is he says that it's difficult for him. He wouldn't fire her because it would be a Me Too thing. And that's not what Me Too is all about. So it's not that, a sexism thing. It's a sexually inappropriate thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not without its flaws, but... I feel like what I, I think the difference is what men want is I don't know. I think it's just kind of it's released and it's framed in a less serious, in a more overblown manner, mm -hmm. a less realistic manner. Um, Like everything. I mean, like Tracy Morgan's character, as with I think all of Tracy Morgan's characters, you wouldn't really find someone like him existing in no. The, I, I, I mean, I could think of a couple of people who come, who who might come closer than others. Are you thinking of our cousin Eric? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, everybody. We have a cousin who I don't understand. Where he comes up with the things that he says, and if you neither does want he. A, if you want a better <laughs> idea of what he's like, just think about any Tracy Morgan character. Never put that together oh until just now, but I saw it in your face that that's who you were thinking of. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet today, and I wish I could credit it to the right person. And I'm sorry that I don't have this. It might I did not think I would need this, but this person tweeted that he heard someone referring to the coronavirus as Roni, and yeah. it's. And I was just like, has he been in central Jersey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's everybody is extremely over the top caricature versions yeah. of what real people are like. And yeah. also the writing of this movie 
if there was any writing of this movie, is <laughs> a little, I don't know, it's very simple. And one thing that I can specifically think about is how the beginning of the movie, it's Taraji P. Henson on a treadmill giving the entire backstory of everything you need to know on a just like on a phone call. And that's how the movie starts. But we, what? Yes, I know Sports Illustrated wants Serena for June. But before we talk about that client, we need to talk about Lisa Leslie, who will be front and center at the shoot. What? Oh, oh, no, no, this ain't a negotiation. It's center position or tall ass girl ain't showing up for the shoot. Big news in basketball. College sensation Jamal Berry declared himself what? eligible for the uh, NBA excuse draft. Excuse me, I am her agent. Oh, no, no, agent. Oh, oh, Glenn, don't so go there with me. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 Glenn, no, you listen. Unless Lisa is guaranteed center position in writing, you better learn how to Photoshop because you ain't gonna have any of my clients in your magazine ever again. Uh, you know what? Goodbye. No, I'm not dealing with stupid people today. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, he's calling back. You know what? Can you deal with the slow people today? I can't. Hey, Glenn, let me see if I can get her. You know what? She just stepped out. I'll have her return. Bye-bye. How long have you been up? Since 3 a.m. and I've been crushing it all morning, talking to Nike and Puma. But I've decided I'm going to take Candace to Adidas because they stepped up. You're dinging? Oh, no. Stop it. Please stop. Here, stop it. Go away. Mari created this lovefinders.com profile for me. Can you please get rid of it? All these stupid alerts keep coming up. I will have it taken down ASAP, <laughs> if that's definitely what you want. That is definitely what I want. Okay, it's just, it's just been a minute. Uh, how would you know? Well, I keep, I keep your calendar. Booty calls aren't in it. Just please do what I ask you to do. Thank you. Ooh, I gotta go. Uh, dry cleaning is here, and I really feel like the black skirt, houndstooth jacket screams, damn right you're making me partner. Took you bitches long enough. You know what, Brandon? Just because you're gay doesn't mean you're fabulous. Oh, it's okay. I can't. And it's just like as soon as that came on, I just like kind of put my head in my hands and was just like, oh no, how much longer is this? And uh, yeah, you know, it's just you know, I guess <laughs> poorly crafted. You know, I have to say though, as I'm thinking about it. I really think the Mel Gibson aspect is really a factor for me. Like, I can't wrap my head around enjoying what women want. And I think I enjoy what men want more for the lack of Mel Gibson. Well, <laughs> and I love Taraji P. Henson in it. And I just like love, I love her performance. I also, I was not planning on watching it. <laughs> Well, another thing about what men want, and as much as I do like Taraji P. Henson, I feel like even after her character is supposed to be redeemed, she's still extremely unlikable. Like, she does not appear to have changed very much. Yes, she gives credit to her assistant and brings him on as a partner in her new firm, spoiler alert, and she you know, leaves the company after she is awarded with the promotion to partner. Spoiler alert. But 
I mean, it's like her character's life develops, but I don't feel like she as a person has really made that many changes. I still yeah. feel like there's still a lot of the same. Per- and, you know, she's like, there would, you know, there would she's have a to better be a sequel. She, what's that? There'd have to be a sequel. <laughs> uh, Not well, that I'm proposing that. Well, then what would you be proposing? What babies want? <laughs> okay. Yes, it's look who's talking, but with the added twist that there's someone who can hear what babies want. Are you thinking about that because you would just really love to know what your kid actually, I mean, your kid's almost six, but it's like. My kid is almost six years old. I know what she wants, when she wants it, and how badly she wants it. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? That girl's riding her bike without training wheels. There you go. And you know what? A week ago, she was throwing a fit that I wouldn't put her training wheels back on. So parenting win. There you go. There you go. So what babies want. Interesting. What babies want, I think, I I like the concept, but man, I'm like right now with gender and all that, I I think it is, it's just not territory. I I think we want to go right now is to have, you know, whether it's, and, and yes, seeing it from a woman's perspective and having it you know a thoroughly made by women a you know a remake of what women want or some type of remake or reboot of what women want could work but i i'm like you know it's a great concept and you think about look who's talking which Mm -hmm. I, i i mean i don't have my news in front of me but i'm sure there's some talk of a remake i believe you're Uh, right yeah there's I love the original Luke who's talking. It's the idea of, you know, the actors voicing babies is a fun. I imagine like imagine think of a Chris Hemsworth voiced baby. That'd be delightful. Awesome. Think of an Aquafina voiced baby. Come on. I would enjoy that very much. Thank you. Who doesn't want that? So and then imagine those and then imagine that you have someone who can hear what the babies want. And mm-hmm. then I'm just trying to think of like, I'm imagining like a, I don't know, a Thomas Lennon, Robert Ben Garant screenplay. Uh-huh. I, Cause I'm just thinking like, you need cr- the creative minds because it can't just all be like, I want to suck on a booby jokes. Right. It yeah, can't totally. like you. Yeah. I, I, you get, you get one, you get one of those. I'm I'm thinking like I'm imagining you know like what if in Look Who's Talking what if John Travolta could hear what the baby was thinking right could actually hear it like, yeah like the we babies could. can hear what other babies are thinking somehow that's true it's all yes telepathy but that but imagine that so now you take that out of it and really try to think about like all right what do babies want everything from like I want to eat or I want someone to clean my diaper to I want to take a bath in a tub of pureed beets. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who the hell knows what babies are thinking, right? So let's get someone on that. Let's get someone cre- – you could get a – you know, get someone creative on uh-huh. that. And uh, Broken Lizard. Uh, I broken don't know. Lizard. I feel like Broken Lizard <laughs> has kind of fallen out of grace a little bit. 
But I feel like let they are them, not the group I mean, they used to be. But there's some creative minds, and I think if you let them, I'm not saying to make it a broken lizard movie, but I'm trying to think of who could write this. Uh huh. I don't. I. It would have to be creative and funny. And what if this person all of a sudden feels responsible that they need to give the babies what they want? You got to give the babies what they want. And then, I mean, yes, you'd follow the pattern and look, you know, what pets want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. What dogs want. Or, I mean, the other thing that you could do is go in the total opposite direction, dive headfirst into the pool of 2020 crazy and have it be like what liberals want, what oh, conservatives yeah, want, what boy. Republicans want. I don't no, think that's a good idea, I like idea, what Dan. babies want. I, I wa- you want to know what I want? What babies want. Well, you know what? I think I know what you would want even more than that. What, oh, you, what's your idea? What teens want. It's about a high school teacher who f- gets the ability to read his students' minds. Because sure, they tell you things, but you don't really know what they're thinking. Would you like to know what your students are thinking? I mean, probably no. that would be pretty scary. Hell no. No, I already, I do. I do. But do I, you? I know not every, no, not not everything. Not everything. Uh, yeah, what teens so want. all right let's let's say you have a teacher somebody like jake johnson or like charlie day you know and you have i, I think that because i was thinking about how there's a lot of really strong whether they're in their teens or early 20s but actors who have been really coming out strong the past few years and i'm thinking about uh sophia Lillis who is in the It movies. She's the redhead. Uh, mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's so good. Yeah. And it's like, I'd love to see more with her, see what else she can do but besides yeah. the the weird and spooky. Throw some Stranger Things kids in there. Hey, you know, let's get them all out of that genre. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Come on, Finn Wolfhard, do something that Finn doesn't Wolfhard. involve ghosts or demons. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Liv Hewson, who is in Santa oh, Clara yeah. Diet, who's fantastic. Wait, Liv Houston? Yeah, I believe Is so. Is she related to Eve Houston? I don't know. Who's that? Eve Houston. Eve Houston, aka. Well, so she's the daughter of rock singer Bono, also an actress who played Maid Marian in the 2018 remake of Robin Hood. Then the answer is very much likely no. Australian. No. Uh, yeah. We all know Bono's Irish. Yeah, so that's a no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also in Santa Clarita okay. Diet, uh, are, have you been watching things that, uh, I, I don't want to butcher his name too much, but Skylar Gizondo, Gizondo, he's in Santa Clarita no. Diet, he appeared on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think the most recent one, and is so good. He was in Booksmart, he was like the rich kid, you saw Booksmart, right? Oh yes, I love Booksmart. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid, the yeah. one who has like his his name on everything, or oh, puts yeah. his face on everything, he's, and he's got the sister. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched Santa Clarita Diet, but both he I and Liv Houston are phenomenal. 
Okay. You've got to watch Santa Clarita Diet. It's I didn't amazing. realize he was. I liked him in Booksmart. So he's so good. Okay. He's so good. So anyway, there are these really strong young actors that I really would love to see more of, and I think that this would be a really fun opportunity to, I don't know, get more out of them, uh, and and also revisit this property, and by doing it this way, similar to Babies you don't have the problems that you would run into between men and women in the same way. You don't think so? Yeah, disagree on that, John. Uh, Yeah, just from working in a high school and... I'm saying in the same way. Because... Um, Worse. Well, I'm not not saying in in a better way. I'm just saying not in the same way. Because in what men want and what women want... It's a lot of it's all about the workplace, gender equality in the workplace. And yes, of course, there's definitely a lot to consider in the classroom, but without having the word men or women in the title, it's not necessarily about because this is about inequality in the workplace plus relationships. And yes, there's going to be some aspect of relationships with teenagers, but you're not going to have the the workplace stuff involved with this one. It, um, if, honestly, if you're going to realistically, if you're going to try to re, somewhat realistically portray the thoughts of teens, like to the point where people watching it won't be like, oh, come on. I, it's going to be pretty bad. I mean, not not like bad <laughs> as in bad, but like you're going to there's going to be some things that like as a teacher, I I just know I I just know if I was seeing a movie like this, I would be like, "Ah, all right, you're a mandated reporter, you need to recognize that or like that is not you would hear about you would find out so many there are so many things i, de- well, I mean it here's depends something on else, where this high school here's is something but... else well here's something else to consider in the movies what men want and what women want you don't hear absolutely everything that everybody's thinking you only hear certain things it's all about how it's written it if it doesn't need to be focusing on realistically every single thought that a person is having then it, you know you're not going to get that with babies for sure but it's it's all about how it's written and by having it be a teacher who can read the minds of his students it's less about the interactions that well, they're having with each other and more about the interaction that they're having with him okay so what this is making me think of is actually a a, a script idea that I've kind of just been hacking away at every mm-hmm. now and again. And it's not quite, it's not this, it's actually meant to be a kind of reboot of the body switch genre. Okay. And, but I, I feel like it's relevant now where a high school teacher ends up like switching bodies with this student who's kind of like his biggest pain in the ass. Okay. The, this just this kid that's like at, that doesn't do anything and he's at, and then expects the world and it, it's where they so they end up switching bodies and the student ends up understanding more about you know the what the teacher goes through the teacher ends up going understanding a lot more about what the student is going through because I feel like at least in my case 
my students know a lot more about my life than I know about theirs. And I just know a lot of them have a lot of there there are a lot of a lot of kids have a lot of problems oh, these days. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and for sure. For yes, for a long time. So, can the teacher be played by Fred Savage and then can he do the like the Fred Savage middle finger from vice versa? Oh, yes, the extended the, like, knuckle. The, the weird knuckle middle finger. The extended knuckle, the <laughs> breakfast club finger. The breakfast club finger. See, I think of it as the yeah. vice versa finger. Oh, yeah, it's generational difference. That's a uh, weird generational, very weird generational difference. It's not at all a generational difference. There's three years different. There's, the vice versa came out three years But it's after. those three years that really made a big difference between me and you and our I learned year. that from Judd Nelson. Ooh, Fred Savage, all the way from me. That's what I call the Judd Nelson. <laughs> Judd Nelson. So, uh, so anyway. anyway. Anyway, no, I, 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 and it's, and it's funny because I feel like, again, there's this, if I was not a high school teacher, I would probably not, I would not see as, as many potential problems with this well, idea. But here's, here's the probably thing because my it. kids are very honest with me and I know what they're thinking. I'm like, oh, this would become a very, this wouldn't be funny. This would become dramatic very quickly. Well, here's also what you can, what you can do with it. And that's what I'm saying is it's all about the way that it's written is that you can have a situation where the teacher starts hearing kids thoughts and they start to get really dirty and he the only thing that he's able to do is tune out hearing about those things okay so john if i could hear my students just if i could hear their inner thoughts especially all of them at once so where, where i was going with with the other thing was if it was one kid I could see that if it uh -huh. was like, oh, my God, I can hear that kid's thoughts. Right. That would be I think that would yeah. work if you could hear all of their thoughts. You, you've seen a clockwork orange, right? Yeah. Well, so these... hold, hold on, John. No, let me tell you what I would be, because <laughs> there's a scene in a clockwork orange that's perfect. And it is after Alex is in the home of the writer after he's been beaten by his former droogs and the writer drugs him and he is up in that attic and they are blasting Beethoven and he can't, he's so he's in so much pain and he can't, and all he wants to do is silence it because he's in so much pain and he leaps out the window. Right. If I was hearing all of these kids' thoughts between from from like the boner bros to the like the kids with thinking about like real serious issues that they are going through that they would never dare that they would never talk about because I am a mandated reporter. Well, Dan, it would be so serious. So in fast. the world of what women want and what men want, they are hearing very selective individual thoughts from each person. They are never hearing absolutely every single thought all at once. They are, and also it's a movie. So yeah, yes, but I, there would, there would I, be, there would be the situations where they would hear things they don't want to hear. And just like in what women want, there'd be a situation where maybe they, you know, where he does hear somebody who's having a really a difficult emotional situation I, I, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I agree. I just, I you don't. Also, I would it's not a documentary. No, I know, but I still, at the idea of that kind of just being turned, especially like, 
there's so much depression, anxiety, and so much shit going on for these kids. Yeah. I know. Well, I Dan, know. You're saying movie, it wouldn't be serious. We're talking... This is... Okay, imagine if high school high John Lovitz could read their minds. It wouldn't go into all those really dark places. It would be weird no, but that's and quirky. Also, that's high school. But high... Yeah, so if you went more of the what men want route... Yeah. And made it like a teen comedy. If yeah. you were to reboot it as kind of like a, in fact, I say like set it in the eighties, and that yeah, kind it's of helps, we're not talking like half Nelson. We're talking high school high. I I know I know I yes, and that <laughs> and that was an apt comparison. Uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, you know, well, I I mean, I'm not, I'm thinking like you know, half Nelson, precious, and then. You know, Breakfast Club, because that's kind of more where I am now. <laughs> right. Of course. I guess, yeah, when you t- when you mention <laughs> high school high, by the way, <laughs> most of you, if any of you have, like, I'm, I'm guessing John and I are maybe the only ones who have seen high school high. Why would you assume that? Give I, French Fry I, Phil more credit. <laughs> I Okay, yes, French Fry Phil. Okay. I... Will not be surprised if French Fry Phil has seen High School High and has the same appreciation for it as we do. But if you haven't seen High School High, and this is a tough one to find as well, do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's delightful. It really is. It's one that I I actually- It's it's a Dangerous Minds parody. Yeah, Dangerous Minds, Lean On Me, Stand and Deliver. Mm -hmm. It- it it shows it does it does it all but honestly like i remember when i was when i started teaching and i was teaching in the bronx it, i i felt like i was john lovitz in high school high i bet they thought that too uh, very if often. they had seen high school high well they did yeah 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 uh so <laughs> all, right. all right i feel like we've covered our bases with uh the what blank want series Maybe. of films what I what I don't know. What else do you think? If you, I don't know. If you have some ideas, email us at runedchildhoodspod at gmail dot com. Yeah. If you have Love some ideas, what are thoughts. some other what what would you like? To, what plants want? What trees want? They're just like water. Please <laughs> water me. <laughs> Damn it! We great to fucking move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those would not be very interesting movies. Who knows? I don't know about that. In I'm the, kind of into what trees want. In the right hands. Who knows? So uh, Wes Anderson yeah. presents. Oh, boy. Uh, so be stop motion animation. It would be awesome. For our next episode, Dan doesn't know what I'm, what I'm about to say. So seeing as how, as Dan previously established, I am going to be celebrating a birthday next week. I would like to do... I'm, I'm about to turn 37. I'd like to do the number one movie in theaters when I was born. Very similar in some ways to the movies we were discussing today. Tootsie. Tootsie. We're doing Tootsie, Dan. Well, I thought you were going to say to Jillian on her 37th birthday. And I was all like, (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer, here we go. No, 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 no. No. If we were doing Michelle Pfeiffer, we'd do Dangerous Minds. Hell yeah. But Uh, we're doing Tootsie. No, all right, Tootsie. Very exciting. I knew you wouldn't be mad at that one. No, no, but wow. Okay, so we're really going in on the on the uh, gender. I, it just kind issues, of but... worked out that way because I was like, 
I don't know. What could we do? I, I thought that it would be fun to to surprise you with something. And I was looking at some of the other movies that were out at that time. And honestly, that was really the one that, st- I mean, it was the number one in the box office that, that weekend, but it's the one that really stuck out of the the batch that was something that I thought we should be doing at some point. Well, and John, appropriately uh, enough, the day before your birthday, Sunday, March 8th, is International Women's Day. Well, how about that? So a a celebration of women and men pretending to be women to get acting jobs. So we will, this one is for Gina Davis and Terry Garr. Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang, the other wonderful women in Tootsie, not Dustin ex- Hoffman. Awesome cast in Tootsie. Can't wait to talk about it. Bill Murray, not a woman. Anyway. George Gaines. George Not a ooh, woman. Yes. But Commandant Lassard. All right. We'll talk about it next time. Yes, next time on Rune Childhoods. Good journey. Good journey, Dan. This is Smooth E. Did you hear the news? Yeah, Mel Gibson got arrested for DUI, and he hates the Jews. This story can't be missed, y'all. It's the passion of the crystal. One two BAC, busted by LAPD. It's a great night to fall off the wagon, then spit hate like a fire-breathing dragon. You had us all believing that you were a monk, but even Hasselhoff don't fly drunk. Now everyone thinks that you are racist, but we've all said dumbass things when we're wasted. It's like if K-Fed said, I'm black. Like if Whitney admitted, I love crack. So next time you're speeding down Malibu, slow down and think, what would Jesus do? This story can't be missed, y'all. It's the passion of the crystal. Does he really hate the Jews? I know he really loves the booze. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. No cooperation at the station. He throws a phone like he's Russell Crowe. It's a sad fact when Mad Max is nabbed at the very city that he owns. Yo, he ain't lying. He ain't dumb. He owns Malibu. Coconut rum. Still a good actor. Can't dispute this. But I just took him off my Hanukkah list. The only good thing that came out of this. I'm totally gonna start saying sugar tits. <laughs> this story can't be That's missed. Hilarious. It's the passion of the crystal. Uh, Does he really hate the Jews? I know he really loves the booze. Sugar tits. Are those refined or raw? Hey, yo, Mel, you just started a war. That means you must be Jewish. I ain't mad at you, Mel. Probably won't go see Apocalypto, though. What are you looking at, sugar tits? Suburbanhomeboy.com.